This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, I take a look at tomorrow or tonight, depending on when you're listening. We see David Peterson against Spencer Strider. I hate to go back to being negative. I don't feel very good about David Peterson against this lineup. I'm sorry. And then Chris Bassett in the finale against Charlie Morton, who's pitched really, really well. If somehow this Met team can find a way to split the next two games, I think we should be ecstatic. But at the bare minimum, at just the absolute bare minimum, the New York Mets will leave Atlanta Wednesday afternoon in first place in the National League East. One other thing, because I've heard a few people say this. Beningo said this to me not too long ago. He said, bro, if we ever fall out of first place, I get this feeling we'll never see it again. I don't buy that. I don't buy that. I don't buy that at all. I understand why that would be a thought. I understand. I think that thought's gone through my mind. I'm not going to tell you it hasn't. Sometimes you watch an NBA game, you're up by 20, and you think to yourself, oh my God, if we ever give up this lead, we're effed. We're, we're, we ain't coming back. But I think we need to brace ourselves for a long pennant race. And pennant races are going to feature ups and they're going to feature downs. And I, I believe that there is going to be a day, hopefully it's not this anytime soon, where the Mets aren't going to be in first place. I don't know if they're going to be able to complete a wire-to-wire run. But I don't think there's anything about this team that makes me think that once they wake up one morning and they're in second place, they're done. They won't be able to overcome that. I don't buy that at all. I get why people think it. I get it why why it would go through your head. I'm not scared of that. I don't want to be in second place because I don't want to be in second place. I don't want to be in second place because it means I got to deal with a whole day of Carton telling me my team's in second place. Hoffman doesn't want to be in second place because he doesn't want to deal with a whole day of Tierney and Tiki telling him we're in second place. I could deal I could deal with Tiki, but BT, no. I might as well just, you know, I might call quits after that. He, <laughs> he likes to rib me after the Mets win by like a little sack fly. Like, I think this is unsustainable. Listen, the Mets will make me feel very good if they can go into the All-Star break with the division lead trade deadline with the division lead. That'll make me feel comfortable. We're getting well, look, there. honestly, because of this win in the opener, there is no excuse not to. Because when this series is over, they go to Chicago, and the Chicago Cubs stink. Doesn't mean they should win all four games against them. It means they can. The only problem is the Atlanta Braves go to Washington. So <laughs> they're going to a place where they should pile up on some wins as well. But this isn't going to be easy. I think we just have to remind ourselves that. One thing from this broadcast there that really made me laugh, though, real quick, and we'll do a regular Rico Bronya after this series is over, recapping this three-game series against the Braves, but I thought, and Pete will tell you, 
I texted Hoff in the middle of this game and said, win or lose, let's do an instant reaction. So this isn't us front running saying, oh, the Mets won. Let's go pop out the mics and have a good time. If the Mets lost this game and there were moments where I thought, oh, crap, they're going to lose this game, we would have popped these mics on and bitched and cried like babies. It would have happened. But one thing on this broadcast tonight, and I can't believe this happened. (laughs) Gary Cohen asked Keith Hernandez, Hey, on Keith Hernandez day, where were you watching that 10th inning? And Keith goes on to say, well, it was a great crowd. Nobody was leaving early. So I decided to leave early (laughs) and I got home just in time to watch the 10th inning. It's your day, Keith. It's Keith Hernandez day. And you left early. I mean, that is out of the Craig Carton playbook. If I've ever seen it, like, oh, I'm out. Gotta go, guys. The only person that left earlier was you. You never made it. Hey, don't get on me. Don't make me feel worse (laughs) than I do. (laughs) What's funny is that I'm watching. I was delayed on the game where we were watching it in Montauk. And then we got in the car to leave and drive back to where we live. And it was the ninth inning. And I said to my wife, look, I'm all for DVRing. I'm all for being delayed by hours and hours before I watch a game. But I can't stop a game in the ninth inning. I can't do that. I just... I need to know what's going to happen. So I somehow got it working on my phone and I was able to watch the last two innings while driving. Uh, Let me clarify. I wasn't watching it while I was driving. I was glancing at it while I was driving. Okay? It was very, very safe. I was very, very safe. Plus, there's a lot of red lights. If you've ever driven back from Montauk, the first like 30 miles, you're driving down a road in which you're going very slow and you're stopping a lot at red lights. Okay? So I got a lot of red red light viewing and I was at a red light on the final play on the comebacker in which Tanner Scott threw it away that was that was such an insane win the more you think about it if the Mets win this division by one game or they win this division by zero games because they finished tied there are going to be a lot of games we look back on and say boy they grabbed that one out of their ass and I knock on wood when I say this I'm knocking very hard This team hasn't had a lot of bad losses. And maybe we got it out of our system in 2019. Maybe that's what it was. 2019 was the year of the bad loss. When I think back to that season, that's all I think about. Brutal loss after brutal loss after brutal. They lost a game in San Francisco on a drop fly ball by Dom Smith. Anybody remember that one? They lost the game to the Cardinals over two days when Pete Alonzo was begging them to play through rain. Then they stopped the game. Then they picked it up the next day, and Edwin Diaz was on the mound again to, after blowing a save, blow the game again. Anyone remember that one? The Edwin Diaz special in L.A.? God, that was awful. With that said, Edwin Diaz is a different guy. Oh, my God. It is amazing what Edwin Diaz looks like right now. And the way he talks to... He's got a swagger. I'm almost really starting to trust Edwin Diaz. I mean, I trust him now, but I mean really trust Edwin Diaz. Give him a lot of credit. That first year here was as bad as it gets. And, you know, 2020 wasn't awful. 2021 was better. And now 2022, we are seeing the absolute best of Edwin Diaz. Tomorrow night, if Robinson Cano gets in the lineup, I'd like for David Peterson to drill him, please. Thank you. With that said... Thank you for listening to a little instant reaction edition of Rico Bronya. Pete, don't any go, final thoughts? Yeah, you can't go anywhere. No, not just yet. Don't, what? don't go anywhere. So first of all, 
while we've been on this podcast, there was a tweet that came out from our GM. That's not our GM. Excuse me. Our owner. Superb effort from Max tonight. Great start to the series against Atlanta. LGM. That's the type of... Listen, this is... This owner knows the pulse of the fan base. This is a huge win for the franchise today. The only thing that would have been better is if Steve said, that's why I brought him here, bitches, for this. That's why I pay him $43 million a year, baby. So they kept doing that on the, on the broadcast where they called him, uh, what was it, um, what was, what was Gary calling Mad Max today? Like Maximilian or something like that? Max, like 43 million? Something like that. They kept calling him that. And by the way, I don't know if you notice this about Edwin Diaz. He has a, he wears a hat or a shirt or something like that. And I looked into the company, what it's called. The clothing company is called October's Very Own. Oh, look at that. Is that a symbol for the playoffs? He's predicting the future. Well, you know what? Edwin Diaz better understand something. You are defined by what you do in October. Because even for us as Met fans, I know we, we think of that with the Yankees because Armando Benitez was a great closer for the New York Mets in the regular season. He was. There's no denying it. But all we can think about is game one of the 2000 World Series. Uh, the game against the Giants where JT Snow hit a home run. Like, he was bad in the postseason. So, Fred Diaz, you better be October's finest. Because God knows if the Mets are going to get where we want them to go, Edwin Diaz is going to have to be this electric against teams like the Atlanta Braves, the L.A. Dodgers, the Milwaukee Brewers, and whomever else is in his way and our way. But so far, so good. I mean, when you strike out the Braves' heart of the order, bing, 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 that's as good as it gets. But you're right about Steve Cohen. Steve Cohen gets it. Steve Cohen gets all of us. Now, Steve Cohen's got 19 days to use his money as a weapon as this team needs to improve itself before the August 2nd trade deadline. And I have the utmost confidence that he will. Are you feeling confident about the next two games, Pete? Or are you saying, ah, we got our win, whatever? I, I feel, unfortunately, I feel like, yeah, we got the win. I would love to see. If, it, if anything, it's going to be the Bassett game because I just don't know. I don't trust Peterson as much as you do. I feel like Bassett has been fantastic against teams that are not from the West Coast. So that's where I'm most confident in. But, again, I need to see something from the offense. And it's nice to win with four runs, but you can't win a lot a lot of games like that. It, it, listen, we got we scraped the run in the last inning. I just don't feel confident with the lineup right now. I don't. We shall see. Peterson against Strider. Charlie Morton against Bassett in the finale. And then the Mets and the Braves will go their merry ways with the Braves taking on the Nats and the Mets taking on the Cubs. You can listen to Pete with Tiki and Tierney Middays on the Fan. I'll be with Craig 2 o'clock Monday through Friday. We'll talk to you next time on Rico Bronya. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Rico Bronya podcast. It's amazing, isn't it? Make sure you download it now to keep it on you at all times. <laughs>